You've got a vision, you've got an idea, you have a business, but you can't seem to move forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible. The show that empowers you to believe, conceive, and achieve your goals. We are your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman. We are business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, wealth strategists, television producers, and content creators who have negotiated multi-million dollar deals. We'll teach you the secret formula to success. Learn how to make your daydream your day job. Find out more at visionpossible.net. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take your business and scale it to the next level. Get ready to transform your life by making your vision possible. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Vision Possible. Butch Hartman here. I am so glad you've decided to join me to talk about entertainment and talk about how you can make a living doing entertainment. And let me ask you this. Why do you want to make a living in the entertainment industry? Uh, We're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we do, don't forget to check out all of our other teachers. We have finance, we have social media, we have leadership, and we have entrepreneurship. Plus me, I kind of wrap it all up into one here as well. But plus, I worked in the entertainment industry over 36 years, have had some real great successes, a lot of failures too. But some real great successes, which actually outweigh the failures. And so uh, I've learned a lot. I know a lot. So anything you can learn from me, uh, you're getting it for free, which is great. And I'm so excited that you're here. So, uh, and uh, you know, we uh, want you to believe, conceive and achieve, and we want to help you make your daydream your day job. And that's why we're here at Vision Possible. We want to help you make your vision possible. So, hey, check it out. All right. Um, We've been talking about writing for animation, and I've been talking about this for a few weeks now because this is a topic I get asked about all the time, all the time. And and, uh, you might not think I get asked it a lot. If you're not a writer or could care less about writing, you're like, why would anybody talk about writing for animation? But I get asked this all the time because a lot of people are fans of cartoons, they're fans of animation, they're fans of, let's say, Disney, for example. They love Walt Disney. They love Disney. They love everything Disney, everything Pixar, everything. And they want to somehow be involved. They want to somehow be involved. And um, they don't know how to be involved. They can be a fan and they can make, uh, you know, maybe a YouTube video here and there and stuff like that. And maybe they want to be part of that Disney magic. I'm just using Disney as an example. Could be any studio. Could be any producer you want to work with. But most people who want to be involved with stuff like that, they're not really an artist. They don't, they don't really um, uh, know how to, well, let me, let me say, they don't know how to draw or paint or really how to, you know, tell a story with pictures. They, they, want, to, they want to tell a story. And so they figure, hey, I could be a writer. And I say, that's fantastic. Can you be a writer? Uh, and, and the thing I want to ask most people, I think I'm asking most of you out there right now, if you're listening to this, and writing for animation interests you. My question for you today is, are you an employable writer? You know, are you employable? Can you um, make a living as a writer? And can you, uh, you know, make someone else's life easier? Like if I'm gonna hire you to uh, work on my show, can you make my life easier? Do I have to train you? When you come in, like, do I need to train? There are people I've trained before. I've trained, you know, young people to come in. They wanted to be writers. They really haven't hadn't done it very much. So I'd have them sit in on writing meetings and all that. But then once the, you know, once once that meeting's over, and if they want to be a writer, I need to see that they can actually do that job. That they can actually write a script. 
and, and not just write a script, but like write a script well and tell a story well and, and to tell a story with words. And I know this sounds like I'm talking to a five-year-old, but I, I try and break this down. Uh, can you tell a story with words effectively? You know, if you were to read a novel by a five-year-old, go back to the five-year-old example. If you pick up a novel written by a five-year-old, you probably get about three pages maybe and there'd be some misspelled words on there and some colors and some and some kind of a some kind of a thought there. Or if you pick up a novel by, let's say, someone like Stephen King, who's a much more mature writer who writes books that are this thick and uh, can hold your attention through page after page after page, word after word. Um, you know, that's a weird example, but I'm trying to use it uh, as an example to show you that there's people that are just beginning and there's people that are very good at what they do. And it's really tricky to become an employable writer when you've never been employed as a writer. I know that's a weird catch 22. Um, it's like anything in Hollywood, you sort of have to do it on your own for a while before someone is going to hire you to do it for them. And when you do it on your own for a while, you practice at it, you get good at it. And then by the time an opportunity rolls around, you're good enough at it to be hired by somebody else. It's like being a baseball player. You know, you've been playing baseball all your life, outside with your friends. You've been a kid, your mom calls you in for dinner, all that stuff, you're outside playing baseball. You're doing it for free, your whole life. And then by the time, let's say you're good at it and have a talent for it and have an affinity for it, by the time uh, an employment opportunity comes up, if someone's gonna pay you to play baseball, you're good at it and you've trained your whole life. And you know, now you can start getting paid at now that now that return comes back because you've sewn something into it. You know what I mean? And so uh, asking if you're an employable writer is is something big because I want to know if you are good at what you do. And you might be going, Well, Bush, how can I be good at what I do? I'm watching Vision Possible. That's why I'm learning. It's like exactly, that's why you're here. I'm here to give you some tips on how to get better at writing. I'll give you a story from when I was younger. Um, this is back in 1985, I'm showing my age here, but I actually saw the movie Back to the Future in the theater. When Back to the Future came out, saw it in the theater, thought it was a fantastic movie. Saw it like four or five times in the theater uh, originally when it came out. And this is back in the day, you had to actually go to a theater to see a movie. And uh, yes, there were videotapes and stuff like that. And that was the videotapes were the big thing. Oh my gosh, I saw it on video. That was like the biggest, most technologically advanced thing of all time, if you can imagine a world like that. but. Uh, seeing a movie in a theater, we had to go see Back to the Future. I saw Back to the Future. And I loved Back to the Future so much that I walked out of that movie going, I've got to write a movie like that. I'd never written a movie before. I'd never written a script before. Never written a movie treatment before. Never written down anything about a character. I'd never written dialogue before. I don't think I'd ever written dialogue before, ever. I think I had a comic strip I did once where I wrote some dialogue in the comic strip. But I never like typed a script or anything. And I thought, uh, something was just burning inside of me. I've got to go write this. And and I went, I, I remember leaving the movie theater and uh, I didn't have a lot of money back then, but I went to the office supply store. Maybe I went to just a, a, a department store or something. I went and I bought a typewriter. This is 1985. It shows you where we were technologically. There were no computers at all. And so I bought a typewriter. It was like a $25 typewriter. It was like a, a little kid's typewriter, but I bought this typewriter, bought some paper and I went home and uh, started writing. I could type, actually. I'd taken a typing class in uh, 10th grade in high school, <laughs> and then the typing skills started coming back. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm gonna write this story. And so I started writing my story. 
And to this day, I think it's a really cool idea what I wrote down. And I, I'm not going to tell it to you right now, but I, I to, and I'm going to make it someday. And I know the name of it. I know the characters. I know exactly the story I'm going to tell. But I wrote this whole story. So it was like a sci-fi uh, Disney Channel-ish Nickelodeon type of kids adventure story. And uh, this is before Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, of course. But I was like, wow, this is really a cool idea. Where could I make this? And um, I never pitched it. Um, I've never pitched it anywhere. But I, my point is I went out and I wrote this story down, never having been a writer before in my life. Didn't know how many pages to make it. Didn't even know how to format it properly. Didn't know um, act one, act two, act three, act breaks, that kind of thing. How to arc a character, you know, uh, through a movie story any of that stuff but the point is i went out and i did it i went i went out and i did it and that and by the way no one will ever see those pages i don't even know where they are anymore i think i have them somewhere but uh, no one will ever see those pages but they uh, that made me realize i could do it i went i can do this so i wrote another idea down and then i wrote another idea down and um i'd been writing all these ideas down and then uh a couple years later i was actually employed at an animation studio as an animator, as an artist. And I would walk by the writing room and hear these guys in there writing jokes and stuff like that. And um, eventually I was I was a very, uh, let's say, let's, let's use the word bold. I was a bold kid. And uh, I'd be like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. I got an idea for that. And they would look at me, they would like, oh yeah, come on in, what do you, what do you got? And I would actually go, what if the dog, blah, blah, blah. And I, I would come up with an idea for the dog or whatever. And they sometimes they would go that's pretty cool that's a good idea come up with some more later we'll talk to you later kid that type of thing and so uh, eventually because of my writing stuff down the previous couple of years uh i learned how to tell jokes i learned how to tell stories better and then the opportunity actually came for me to write a script they gave me the opportunity to write something and so um i knew how to do it because i trained myself now once i started writing my own script on that typewriter I started buying books about how to format a script, what makes a good screenplay, how to write dialogue, all that sort of thing. I started learning and I started going to seminars. I started going to, you know, uh, uh, learning from my friends who are writers, that kind of thing. And I even wrote a screenplay. I remember a good friend of mine at the time, we were sitting around having dinner or something. He goes, you know what we should do? And he wanted to be a writer too. He goes, we should write a screenplay. I went, yeah, right. And I just kept eating. And he goes, no, I'm, real, I'm serious, we should. And I stopped and I went, you and me, write a screenplay. He's like, yeah, we should write. He goes, we could totally do that. I went, you know what? We could do that, couldn't we? And so we kind of started out and we wrote a screenplay. And this is like in 1990. Now computers had come out and they weren't very fancy. And we had to like learn the computer. So it was, we had to, and on top of learning the computer, we had to learn how to write a screenplay too. And so we would sit every day and we were determined to write this thing. And so we'd write three or four times a week, three or four pages at a time. And suddenly, lo and behold, uh, as the months went by, we actually got this screenplay done. We, we finished it up and we have a screenplay that we wrote together. And I'll never forget the feeling of accomplishment we had because we, when we got to the end, we we're going to write the words, the end. I would write the, he would write end, T-H-E-E-N-D. And so we wrote the end and there it was. It was done. I'm like, wow, now what do we do? <laughs> now what do we do with this? And then we had to learn about selling the screenplay and i'll get into that in another video but uh going back to are you an employable writer I, I think it's very important to ask yourself do i have the skills right now to go out and get a job as a writer do i have the skills to go out and and have somebody trust me 
to employ me. Listen, I've had many um, writers I've worked with come in and they've actually been very talented, but then they had a friend who was also talented, right? My Darth Vader cup. So they had a friend who was talented. And I said, well, uh, how talented is your friend? You know, you're like, what does that mean? I mean, if this person's talented and recommending them, is the friend talented? And so sometimes I would bring the friend in just for like a trial run. Come in for a couple of days, we'll talk, we'll see how you are. And it turns out the friend was talented. Like the friend could sit in a room and come up with a joke when there's 50 other people in the room coming up with jokes. But then when I gave the friend the chance to write a script on their own, go home and write the script, the person couldn't turn out a script to save their life simply because the person wasn't trained in how to write a script or how to format a script. And so, um, yes, the formatting isn't the most important part of um, of writing a, uh, a script or a screenplay, but it is very uh, vital when um, you, you know, you're gonna give it to somebody, it's gotta look professional. You know, your script has to look professional and your script has to look, um, you know, uh, like you know what you're doing. And so it's not just the story you're telling, it's the way you're telling it, the way you're presenting it. Like all these drawings I have back here, you know, there's a million ways I could have drawn these drawings, but are these drawings telling the story that I want them to tell? These are just kind of drawings I put on the wall. Just These are just kind of superhero standing still sort of thing. But um, in a comic book, great example, are you telling the story effectively the way you want to tell it through the visuals that you're using, you know? Is that something that um, that other people are going to understand when you tell them the story? You're all about clarity. You know, I want you to write this word down, clarity. Write down clarity because being a storyteller means you're a clear storyteller and you can tell it properly. I was just dealing with some uh, people I've been teaching lately and uh, they were trying to write some stories for me and they wrote a couple of very short little things for me so I could see how they could write. And their ideas were there. I could see an idea in there somewhere, but they didn't know how to really verbalize it through words properly and you know in my heart i'm going these people can't be employed because they're just they're there's too much to fix right now they're really raw you know when you get employed to do something you got to be really good at what you do and i don't mean like you got to be the best in the world but you got to be good enough to where again you're going to make my life easier as the producer as the creator i need to know that i can trust you with an idea and then um, a week later, come back and there's something I can use. Like all these stories, they, you know, this uh, right here, Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, these these uh, shows that I work on or that I created, I had to hire professional people to, to work on those because I couldn't write all the stories myself. I wish I could have, but writing takes time. And while these guys were writing and girls, while these people were writing, I would be over here helping with storyboards and helping with character designs and just managing the whole thing to make sure the whole show got done because I didn't have time to sit in the room and write all day. But that's what they were paid for. And by the way, if you're good at what you do, you'll get paid very, very well. You know, getting paid to do what you love is a great thing. And if you are uh, looking for a job as a writer in animation, I recommend you just write other things as well. Write a, write a one-act play. Write a, a, a script for one of your all-time favorite TV shows, even if the show isn't on TV anymore. Create your own TV show. Uh, write your own script of characters you've come up with in your own head. Write your own stuff down and get better at your craft because it's going to be tested someday. If you're really determined to do this and become an employable writer, you really need to focus on your craft and work at it every day. Every day, really? Yes, I mean every day. Every day. 
athletes who are football players, baseball players, basketball players, they have to practice every day. If they don't practice, they don't play. Simple as that. If you don't practice your craft every day, you're not going to get employed and you're not going to stay employed. I used to tell people all the time, they would say, you know, I can't wait to sell that big screenplay. And I would say, yeah, great. Then what? Well, then I'll, I'll sell another one. It's like, you know how hard it is to sell a screenplay? <laughs> it's so hard to sell a screenplay, to sell a, to, to write a movie and walk into a, a movie studio and sell it is, is very hard to do because there's a lot of factors that have to line up absolutely perfectly for that to happen. And then a friend of mine sold a screenplay once. I sold this screenplay. And I said, don't quit your job because they were employed as one of my writers. Really? Don't quit my job? I said, don't quit your job because when you, get, when you sell a screenplay, you get paid in phases. You get paid a little bit of money here, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money here. And they basically stretch it out over the course of your writing the screenplay. You can write a screenplay. It could take you 18 months, a year and a half, you know, to get that thing done and approved. And by that time, the person who bought the screenplay from you might be fired from the studio. So your movie might not even go forward in the first place. That's why getting a job in television or a streaming service or an animated show, those kind of jobs are way more preferred because it's more of a weekly paycheck sort of situation. Now, selling a big movie is wonderful. You might win an Oscar. That's great. Um, and maybe you will. That's all going to line up perfectly too. But selling a movie is such a big thing. Uh, and writing that big screenplay you've always wanted to write, I, I hope you can write it. I hope you do. I hope you do great. I want you to sell that. We're vision possible here. We want to make your daydream your day job. I think, you know, I, I really want to see you achieve what you're going for. I really, really do. But um, while you're achieving it, I want to see you uh, practicing more of the amazing stuff that, you know, you're good at, like character development and like storytelling and like um, uh, building a three-act structure and things like that. I want to see you really get good at those basic skills of writing. You know, I want you to write a kid's show for four to five-year-olds. I want you to practice writing an action-adventure show. I want you to practice writing a comedy show. I want you to practice writing a drama. You know, even if it's two, two, two or three pages at a time, just get good at what you do. Uh, because someday you're going to get that opportunity. And like I always say, opportunities are like comets. They are really cool. They're wonderful to look at. It's a sight to behold, but they don't come around very often. It might be a very long time until you see another one. So make sure that you are um, working as hard as you can at your craft each and every day. Because it's only going to benefit you. It's only going to benefit you and in turn will benefit your family and benefit all those who come after you. You know, my dad was a professional writer on this show. I mean, that's really going to benefit people down the road. And they'll be able to, and they'll be able to draw upon your success for their own success. And we always say here at Vision Possible, your vision is not just for you. It's not just for you. It's for those that come after you just as much as it is for you because you're benefiting those that come behind you because of the work and the, um, the, the discipline you put in right now. And it is work and discipline. So are you an employable writer? We got to figure that out. Are you good enough to be employed? Like if you met with me and sat in an office with me and I was going to hire you to write Fairly Odd Parents or Danny Phantom or some other show that I've come up with, are you good enough to work for me? And if you are, that's great. I'm excited to meet you. Even if you're not good enough yet, I'm still excited to meet you, but I want you to get good. I want you to come in great. I want you to come in really talented. Like It's like hiring a guitar player in a band. You know, I can't just pull you out of the audience, give you a guitar and you've never played before and hope you can make my band sound great. Not going to work. You need to be out there practicing on your own, 
And then eventually I'll meet you again. And wow, you're amazing. You can make my band sound great. I need you up here. And by the way, I'll pay you anything to be with me. That's where you want to be. You want to be so good. People will pay you anything to work with them. That's what you want. And we're going to get you there. I, uh, I really want to get, I really want to get you there. I was going to say, I promise I can get you there, but I can't promise it, but I do want to get you there. I really, really want to, and, and we can get you there. It's going to have to come from your heart. You're going to have to work really hard and focus and be disciplined on the fact that you want this goal. You want to be a writer. You want to be employable. You want to work hard and you want to make this happen. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, you can get my book. I have a book called, uh, Mad Hustle which is all about pitching and selling shows in Hollywood. There's a lot of great information in there, so check that book out. Uh, you can get it at madhustlebook.com or you can get it at Amazon. Check out the book there. And uh, that'll teach you a lot of what I went through and what you are going to encounter as you go to pitch your show in Hollywood as well. So check that book out as well and get our book, Vision Possible, written by me and my wife, also about goal setting, not entertainment-based, but just general goals, that kind of thing. And keep tuning in to Vision Possible, this YouTube channel, and keep watching these videos. We want you to make your daydream your day job because when you love what you do, it's like you're not even working. I tell people all the time, I haven't worked a day in 36 years because I love what I do. You've been listening to Vision Possible. To get more information or to contact Butch and Julianne to schedule your private coaching session, go to visionpossible.net. That's visionpossible.net.